0: Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I'm Roy Burton, alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and a man who has nothing but good things to say about the state of Texas, one Chris Domingo. (laughs) Mr. Domingo, how are you doing, as always, during the pandemic, air quote, Saturday morning, sir?
1: Man. (laughs) <laughs> i feel like i don't know like we just got hit with a wave of just stuff in the last few days like i don't know like i thought we'd be riding this like hardened wave for a while like i don't know like like we will be able to take advantage of the hardened rub more than aw was able to take advantage of of the brian Davis and cm punk from.
0: Yes, yes. No, we, we have Harden and we have Ben Simmons stuff to talk about as well. But for those of you who are longtime fans of this program, you know, we dive not so deep, casually deep into the waters into the of pro- professional wrestling. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> the business.
1: Into the, into the business as, our, uh, as a man who, who's created an entirely new like language. Stone Cold Steve Austin would call this, <laughs> would, would call yes. this industry.
0: Yes, and and we have a discussion, or well, we will discuss, of course, Um, the basically shockwave um, in the business earlier this week when uh, Cody Rhodes and AEW failed to reach an agreement for a contract extension. So Cody Rhodes, formerly of WWE, one of the co-founders of AEW is no longer part of the company. Huge rumors um, surrounding the move saying that Cody's um, appearance or I should say reappearance in WWE is imminent. So again, WWE's crown jewel no pun intended I didn't mean to say that but crown jewel literally and figuratively literally it's coming up today as we're as we're uh, broadcasting this but figuratively at the beginning of April with Wrestlemania so with one of AEW's founders possibly showing up in Texas for the biggest event on the WWE calendar could be a really really big huge weekend in the world of professional wrestling can't
1: wait can't wait for Stardust to come back
0: Yes, yes, we're going to get some Stardust down in Texas, we're going to get some Ronda Rousey, we'll get some Brock Lesnar, and plenty of other good stuff. I do, before we get started, I, I apologize for those of you who are not wrestling fans, but we had a discussion before we went on the air, so I want to have this right now. Before we even do anything else, there are rumors, because WrestleMania this year is in Texas. D- Dallas, and that I mean, Dallas,
1: right? And, and get your everything is bigger in Texas line yes, like, out. Yes. Like, like, I don't know, Texas XL Texas or no. something related to Texas being big.
0: Yeah, so it is in Texas. It's in Dallas, I believe, uh, for two nights. Um, of course, being in Texas, you can only, you know, you, can, you have to have the Texas Rattlesnake in attendance <laughs> for said event, one Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, and there are rumors that Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's 57 years old, uh, will break some sort of physical retirement or break something else maybe at the same time and come back and, and, and be involved in a match, presumably with Kevin Owens. I think I speak for the two of us who say that we do not want to see stone cold, nor his knee braces, nor his jorts, in an actual <laughs> wrestling match. Multiple,
1: no, multiple knee braces. Yes. Uh, braces on... No, I, I, both I'm knees. pretty sure at the end of his career, he had a brace on top of a brace.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yes, we don't want to see the braces, the plastic braces on both knees, nor the jorts, nor any of that stuff with Steve Austin. I will tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, exactly how this will go down, because Kevin Owens has been saying, you know, he hates Texas, blah, blah, blah. He'll do the same act, you know, at WrestleMania, because Kevin Owens doesn't need a match. Kevin Owens <clears throat> is fine. He's kind of a made man. The glass will hit. And everybody in the, you know, was it, was he uh, in Dallas? Where is it? Cowboy City, whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't know what no, it's called. Yeah, Cowboy City will go crazy. Jerry World will go crazy. Everybody watching at home will go crazy. Stone Cold will come down there. They'll go in the ring. They'll flip off some birds or whatever. he will get in Kevin Owens' face. They'll talk it out. They'll share a couple beers while Kevin Owens is drinking a beer. He'll get stunned, and everybody will go crazy. That's all you're going to get. The man's 57 years old. He ain't Ric Flair. Like, we're not going to get a match. He ain't no, you know Billy really, Billy
1: no, really and, and, and I think like I don't know like I'm very because unlike a lot of people in like the in um in the IWC I'm very consistent. I don't need to see 55 year old men wrestle. Like I don't no. know like they're and especially one that hasn't wrestled in 19 years makes a business on drinking beer quite literally sure. like like IPAs like I don't know. So you just I'm not sure you're not gonna um I'm pretty sure you're not gonna get um his shirt off <laughs> no, like, no, no, like, no. no like no i don't even think you're gonna get him in george you gonna get him in jeans jeans and like asics no like i don't know you're gonna get him the way he looked when he came out for super for in, in the silver dome the, like the, the rock yes. hogan no, you're yes. gonna get him in that gear like i don't know no george no like and, and like and for ko this is probably like a, a like a career highlight I mean I don't care if you're sharing the ring with him for 10 seconds I mean this guy does the stunner as an homage to like I I mean Thursday was Michael Jordan's birthday the actual goat of basketball and like I don't know like this is what like and Austin is probably the goat of wrestling so I I mean like this is like my initial thought was oh god no because whatever I see like I don't know like staying wrestle in a w when i see billy gunn wrestle i cringe like right. i don't know and and, and like because there are things like you can do to pay homage to the past i don't need a doll collar match this isn't 1983 this no. isn't Roddy piper versus greg valent no like pay, pay respect to the past acknowledge the past but don't have the past wrestle so like i no. don't know like but like but is is it okay in a spot sure i don't need austin wrestling attempting to wrestle a five minute match like goldberg is going to wrestle today like that yeah. like that part of it no like everyone let's let prayers out to roman that he survives this i'm not kidding yeah
0: yeah, yeah. don't 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 harm me bill um yeah so yeah we'll and we'll talk more wrestling later on in the show i still wanted to get that point out because again we we talked about it before but we gotta talk some ben's excuse me ben, i was gonna say ben hardin jeez ben simmons
1: no James because Harden. because we we referenced that um that like there there was an anniversary because there's always an anniversary of something every day in wrestling, that, that there was a four way match for the WWF title last night due to someone relinquishing the title. And I, I, and I thought about it is no, and I thought about this. Can you remember an instance in sports where t- two players were openly, openly disliked each other? Is, is it Shaq Kobe?
0: Well, I think it's more before before we get into it. Broad Street yeah. Line, one hundred six point five FM, WPPMLP, Philadelphia. Got to say that in the first couple minutes because people get mad. All right, boom. Um, well, let me say, let me let's talk about this because
1: yeah,
0: when this trade went down, and I don't have an answer for you now, and I'll think about it. But when this trade went down, and again, we know about the mental health stuff, and we'll talk about that later on in the show. But when this trade went down, I think we have two sets of people who do not like each other. You got Ben and Joel. Who do not apparently from what from what we've been able to ascertain do not care for each other again like Ben hasn't Joel. it's it's
1: it's not it's not one-sided like right. both sides do not care for one another's company
0: Ben you know Ben hasn't spoken to Joel um since the trade although he's spoken to other people and spoken to Doc Rivers and Darren Mori and Joel again we all saw the meme that he posted you know R.I.P. Bozo you know fueling my biggest hater we saw that meme that he posted immediately after the trade so we saw that and then again according to the reporting from our good friend Jake Fisher it doesn't look like there's much love lost between James Harden and Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant you know basically you know pushed the button for the trade um to get Harden out of out of Brooklyn didn't like you know James Harden's basically work habits um the two of them kind of clashed and it came to style of the offense so we got two guys on you know on that side who don't like each other we have a real honest-to-goodness rivalry yes. for the first time in the NBA in a long time.
1: No, and, and, and that's good because it's I have great. said for a long time, the NBA is too buddy buddy All yep. it's too buddy buddy And we need, like, I always think of rivalries, of like just sports rivalries. I think of the Steelers versus the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I think of when Ray Lewis broke Rashard, Rashard Mendenhall's shoulder because he hit his ass so hard. Like mm-hmm. I know, and and like I don't know. Like, do do we want like super content between these teams now, no. or or maybe I don't know. Like I don't know. As long as it doesn't no, maybe. turn into like, something crazy. But like mm-hmm. I, like this type of like I don't know dislike breeds more intensity. And I think like I don't know. Just in my overview, because I've tried to like just jump into like I don't know binge watch the NBA season. It's like I feel like I missed something. They miss anything. It's the same old NBA. It's like I don't know. Like. Regular season games are played at sixty five percent capacity, maybe. Like I know, in the fourth quarter they ramp it up to eighty five, but it, it's like the same thing. And that's where I think this trade, regardless of when they play, the intensity is going to be ramped up, and that is a massive win. Like I, I don't think it had a lot to jump over, but I think this is the biggest rivalry in the NBA.
0: Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Like I, don't, I wouldn't disagree. I mean, because there's not that many great rivalries. Um, in the NBA, you know, especially team team versus team, um, we'll get a couple players who might kind of like have like personal beats with other players and things like that. Like, like everybody hates Patrick Beverly, you know, something like that. But I mean, like, there's no like team versus team, you know, you know when but these like two everyone, teams
1: or, or everyone hates Eli Apple,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's no team versus team. We don't like you. You don't like us, kind of thing. I know we were trying to like kind of conjure that up a little bit for a while against the uh, against the Celtics. We kind of conjured no, that trying to conjure it up against Celtics the
1: Heat. Kick because the Celtics kicked their butt every. No, like like I think of NBA rivalries. I think of Bulls Knicks. Even right. Bulls Pacers in the 90s. Like I don't know yeah. like and and to be honest, Celtics uh Warriors Cavs wasn't a rivalry because the Warriors smoked them 85% of the time.
0: Yeah, like they just played all the time. Well, they weren't like real <laughs> rivals. Um so there's a little bit of difference between just playing all the time and being actual rivals. But yeah, but this is this this has the potential. I'm not saying it's going to be, but it has the potential uh to be um, the best rivalry in the NBA. Again, we'll have to kind of see what happens, you know, when these two teams face in March 10th, and hopefully these two teams also face off in the playoffs. Um, of course, we're talking about the Ben Simmons-James Harden trade, um, the biggest trade in the NBA in quite some time. Neither one of those dudes is suited up yet. Um, both of those guys are – well, both of those guys are will not suit up, of course, until after the All-Star break that we're currently in right now. Um, let's talk about the, the Ben Simmons interview first, because Ben Simmons was the first one to kind of go behind the microphone um, since the trade, this is again his first time speaking to the media since um, again the fateful Game Seven against the Atlanta Hawks back last summer. Um, and he said, "I'll say, I'll just kind of read a few quotes, and then we'll kind of take it from there." He said about the uh, what led to his exit in Philadelphia. "Quote: If I knew, I would tell you everything. It's just a lot of things internally that happened over time, and it just got to a place where I don't think it was good for me mentally." Um, he was asked later whether or not he would return, would have returned to Philly. He said, "Quote." I was just making sure mentally I was right. It wasn't about the coaches or fans. It wasn't a personal thing towards any player or coach or owners or anything like that. So kind of reading between the tea leaves. And again, maybe I'm wrong in this. You know, please let me know if I am. I think that this was just kind of a culmination of a lot of things that kind of Ben Simmons just had on his mind, little aggressions or whatever have you, you know, throughout his entire Sixers career. And I think game seven was just the boiling point. I think it just kind of like after game seven, after what happened with game seven with Doc and Joel Embiid and things like that, I think Ben, that was basically the last draw for Ben Simmons. And he said, you know what? It's just not a good spot for me. I think it's time to move on. I think it's just, I don't think it was just that incident specifically. I think it's everything that happened to Ben over his five years in Philadelphia.
1: No, I think you're correct. And I think that's what a lot of media, namely national is trying to do here. They're trying to, give a book review about the Ben Simmons story and only reading about the mental health part. Like, I don't know. It's like giving a book review and reading like not even the last chapter, like the last, like, like six paragraphs. And that's where I think with the mental health stuff, I don't like, I like, did the playing in Philadelphia adversely affect his mental health. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yes. He, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's stressing. He hated being here. He hated being here. Like, I don't know for, and, like, I don't know, like, this is where I, like, don't dispute that. Like, I don't know what, like, but I will say, like, let's just say that that Ben Simmons played a role. And, I and like, it, 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 it's 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 the beholder or, like, it, it's the eyes of the beholder how much overall he played in this work environment. That's all I'll say. Like, I don't know. And I think that's a fair assessment to make. Like, I don't know. Like, is he, like, because he perpetrated a lot of this environment that frankly let him get away with stuff and like i don't know like like all all i ask for for players is just like own your environment if it like like this is why like it drives me crazy when people are like yeah let's fire rob palenka for all these moves i'm like he probably didn't make any of these moves he got all these moves signed off by by lebron james like i don't know like let's just be real and say like i know like and that's that's just the takeaway I take from the Simmons thing two things. he's very good at saying nothing, which he did. <laughs> like, like no like I know just uh, like it, it was every it was like any other press conference he's given in the last five years. and two, there's still like there was nothing on his end to say, yeah, man, I could have I could have I could have done something better just one thing like I, and and that's where like that's where I'll end the Ben Simmons thing. It's like that press conference was just in a, a microcosm of what the Ben Simmons era is. Like, I don't know, like, I don't, well, publicly really anyway, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, just keeping this stoic demeanor. Like, I don't know, it didn't really, like, I, I mean, I know he said, like, first time he smiled in a while, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, it comes back to just own something, dude. Like, I don't know, like, cause like a lot of people are at fault. And I think a lot of people have owned up to like, I don't know what happened except for one person.
0: Yeah, from, from from what we, you know, can gather, again, like Daryl Morey has been on a record saying that he could have handled things better with Ben Simmons as far as fostering a relationship. Doc Simmons, uh, Doc Rivers has said similar things about, you know, his relationship with Simmons. Um, you know, Joel Embiid, again, his teammates, you know, you know, we've heard stories that they kind of, quote unquote, apologize for for any you know any, any of their roles, um, you know, with dealing with Ben Simmons. Um, but we didn't get any of that, you know, earlier this week when, when Ben Simmons talked to the media, we haven't gotten it. You know, obviously since then, because he hadn't spoken to them, uh, to anybody. So, yeah, like I, I would have thought, and and you, 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 kind of encapsulated it perfectly. He had a press conference. He said a lot of things. Really didn't say anything. Um, yeah. like I didn't walk away from that press conference and, and got a got a gem. I didn't walk away with like, oh, okay, this is you know, you this is a pearl like, of something you, or other. You
1: didn't, you didn't know anything. You didn't know already. Like, right. I like I don't know, like that from reading reports or just like just reading the tea leaves because there were a lot of them. So, but I, I mean, like. I don't know. Like, I feel that press conference was just very, just perfect way to just say, okay, like, I don't know. And anyone who says, don't, 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 like, I don't know, don't dwell on Ben Simmons, that's an absolute lie that you cannot do. Like, I don't know. He's, he's in your division for crying out loud. You're going to have to dwell.
0: Well, so you don't have to dwell on Ben Simmons. Like, I'll I'll push back on I don't think you have to dwell on Ben Simmons, but again, you're going to see the man four times a year. You and the man have history <laughs> t- together. No, 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 so, no.
1: Like uh, I-, I think not dwell is the wrong word. You can't, yeah. like, I don't know. It- it's it's impossible not to have a current state opinion about Ben Simmons because he's going to be playing you like four times a year, and he's going to be in your division, and you're probably going to see a lot of it on TV. I'll I'll
0: I'll I'll say like this. I'll say this. Sixers Nets just ain't another game. That's all. I'll no, say. like like i was saying, no, like, you know, you, no, you got to worry about the dude. Every day, but it ain't another yeah. game. No, you
1: know. I, no, I feel like it's the same way. That do you think um, Eagles fans had a more vested interest in Carson Wentz this year, or will Sixers fans have a more vested interest in Ben Simmons? For frankly, like uh, until he's not in that.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think Sixers fans and Ben Simmons will be linked as long as he's in Brooklyn. I, I think okay. that's all right. I think no, that's like
1: fair. no, and no, and I think that's that's what has kept this fire going. Like, I don't know. If he went to Sacramento, it would be easier to say bye. But you can't sure. say bye because he's probably going to be here in three weeks.
0: Yeah. Like, he's like he's going to be a, a member of the Nets, you know, when in, here in three weeks. He was asked whether or not he's going to be physically and mentally ready for that game on March 10th at the Wells Fargo Center. He said, quote, I hope so. Um, he did say he's been ramping up his, you know, his kind of practicing and doing one-on-ones and two-on-twos, things like that. Again, that game is – three weeks away. I mean, you know, there's an all-star break. There's plenty of time off. It's plenty of time to kind of get some work in. So hopefully Ben Simmons is physically and mentally ready to go. KD still out. Um, Kyrie Irving can still, as of right now, only play home games um, for the, I'm sorry, only play road games for the, for the Brooklyn Nets. So I mean, the Brooklyn Nets need everybody they can get like every physical body that they can get. So I would think that Ben Simmons debut would come before uh, March 10th. So hopefully he does suit up for that game. I do want to, I do want to point out a couple things that, that we didn't really touch on. Um, I read a bunch of quotes about Ben Simmons talking about, um, you know, how saying Philadelphia wasn't good for him mentally. Or the situation, I should say, in Philadelphia wasn't good for him mentally. Um, but then he also said, quote, the mental health thing has nothing to do with this trade. There's a bunch of things dealing with. Well, hold on. There's a bunch of things dealing. I was dealing with in my personal life that I want to go in, in the depth with. So I'm here now. And it's a blessing to be in an organization like this. I'm trying to kind of reconcile those two things in my mind. I'm trying to figure no,
1: it out, d- no, don't even try. Because okay, it's a flat out lie. Like, I don't okay. know, like, I, I, like I, I hate to call the guy a liar, but he's a liar. Like, no, like, I like, but what, but Roy, this is just textbook Ben Simmons trying not to be overly controversial somehow. <laughs> but no, mm-hmm. I feel like Ben Simmons is just crazy, controversial, but he's doing his damn best not to be overly controversial. Like, I, I, I mean, like, everything he does is, is under a microscope, but he feels these actions will put him less under the microscope, and like. Like, he's just a very public man, and like, and I think that's where I think he doesn't seem to get it yet. It's like, dude, like every move you make is going to be scrutinized, and just like I don't, and like I don't, like, like we said, if he would have just said before he got kicked out of practice to say, "Yo, man, this environment ain't for me no more. Mm-hmm. I think I should be in a better spot." This this situation is very different, and frankly, I don't know if the Sixers have James Harden if that happens.
0: And, that, and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about because he said, Ben said probably the, the most you know revealing thing of the whole interview or the whole press conference. He said that, you know, the past six months, you know, at times he was in a very dark place. And again, given, you know, all the, you know, Ben Simmons got, you know, publicly and probably privately and, you know, whatever, like I understand that. Like I understand like how he could be in that very dark place, you know, being in an environment that, you know, he doesn't want to be in and, and wanting a change and kind of nothing happening. I can understand that, which again, I'm going to kind of point the finger on this one at him and also at Rich Paul and clutch and whoever's managing Ben Simmons. Because again, if you, like Chris, you just said, if Ben Simmons had come out this summer and said, Hey, you know what? Like mentally, this is not a good spot for me. I need to change the scenery. Like this isn't going to work. That's fine. We've heard players say this a thousand times for a thousand different reasons. If he had said that, this kind of would i think he might have been in a better, better mental space now because he wouldn't have had to deal with 6 months of everything that's going on he wouldn't have had to deal with people kind of dunking on him you know on espn or talk radio or whatever or the internet or whatever i think he would have been in a better mental space and people would have i don't want to say people would have thought better of him but i mean you know you know what i'm trying to say like i mean no, people would have been more no, more like, compassionate
1: say a, a two days after game 7 Fractionally immediate from when the coach and the player just—I don't know—throw him under the bus. Frankly, it was deserved. Like I don't know. Like I like this is where it's like it's like I don't know. Like people are just saying, "Oh man, like I don't know, he got thrown under the bus." He's, I'm sorry, he deserved it. I don't know what else to tell you. Like I don't know. Like like you are allowed to be criticized as a professional athlete. Like I don't know. I like this is where like. I understand like I don't know like the level of it, it, it is can can be much, but you're a you work you are a bat you are a sports player in a national city, like in a big major city. It's like like I always wonder Roy, is, is dealing with criticism and at all be at times significant criticism, a a sub job responsibility of a professional athlete.
0: I think it's a major job responsibility. Okay, a, a no, person. no, like yeah. I
1: always say, like what are, like what are the tools you need to be an NBA player? Like, and obviously you need like I don't know the regular prerequisite skills, but mm-hmm. where is dealing with criticism? Because I think this is where, and of course Twitter not a avenue to have any sort of nuanced conversation about Correct. this. Because Correct. like I don't know, like because people are just no, from the just the. Hundreds of tweets that I read about this. It felt like the media was painting like the Sixers as this sweatshop. Where like I don't know, they just bullied Ben. Like no, that was and and that and that was from people that frankly right, don't know jack about but that. Just shined in. Like I don't know, not knowing a damn thing about like not knowing that Ben Simmons hired his own brother as a shooter. Not knowing like I don't know any of the backstory because this like backstories are usually very important in this story. This is mm-hmm. really important with the Ben Simmons stuff. So, no, this is where, like, and, and I don't want to be, like, I don't know, like, insensitive to, like, guys dealing with, like, stress because, hell, I deal with it. But I'm also in a different job. <laughs> like, no, I don't know, right. like this is where, like, I don't know, people can't be honest about the situation because it's like, yo, you're a professional athlete and making, frankly, a crap load of money. I don't even think the money is not even a part of it because Shaq Milton deals with pressure. Like, I don't know. Like, if he makes $890,000. You think like I don't know, Shake Milton wants to hear like Shake Milton sucks on Twitter like every game? Like I know, like, and I just come back to you just to full circle this, sorry for rambling. Mm-hmm. That right. like where is the ability to handle pressure in like the role of a professional athlete? Is it is it high on the prerequisites or low?
0: I think it's high. I mean, I think you have to like if you're a high level again, if you're a professional athlete, like if you're somebody who we see on TV every week like ideally you're able to deal with you know whatever criticism that c- can come your way because again you're not going to shoot you know 100 you're not going to bat you know 700 like you're going to make mistakes you're going to be criticized whether it's from whether it's you know forget twitter and forget you know the newspapers you know uh espn like magazine like whatever like you're going to be criticized when you have bad games like that's fine that kind of comes yeah. out of territory
1: No, because roy like like if we're being honest a Stephen a smith criticizing a player me, me, should mean a hell of a lot more to the player than Agreed. than Sean than than KD 215 or yeah, like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. hundreds of KD two and And that's where I think these media pundits probably need to shut up about this because they don't know. Like no, like I, I like if I say like I, I said it. If you don't cover the NBA full time about like full time or like I don't know, you're not a beat writer or a national. Writer, you need to frankly just shut up about this because there are a lot of people that I think that I respect look like clowns talking about this. Cause like I don't know, and of course like I don't know. The internet, Twitter has infinite receipts, so of course like I don't know if people bring that up, but it's right. like it's not even about that. It's like you don't need receipts there. Just just read the entire book before you make this like rash, this like this like very impulsive, like I don't know, like snide remark about like fans in Philly. Because I look, I don't think people were saying Philly like Philly fans, but they were talking about fans and Ben Simmons. So who else are we going to talk about here?
0: No, they they were they were alluding to the fact that they were basically saying like, kind of we ran him out of town, you know, like we yeah. ran Scott Rowland out of town, like we ran Allen Iverson out of town, like we ran everybody else out of town, which again isn't isn't obviously isn't true. But let's all right, let, but let's frame this a different way. Let's again, let's because because I wanted to kind of get back to your discussion as far as how important is it to kind of deal with, uh, to be able to deal with criticism yeah. where where wherever it comes from. Let's just say Ben Simmons just said you know after the Hawks series, let's just say that he said. You know, like I've dealt with, a, I've been, I've dealt with a lot, a lot of from coming from everywhere over these last five years. I just think it's a time for a change of scenery. Like just, just in general terms, like forget about that incident, forget about everything else. He was like, I dealt with a lot here in Philadelphia these last five years, you know, so, you know, so it's kind of playing with me, you know, playing with me mentally is giving me anxiety or things like that. I think the best thing for me is a fresh new start somewhere else. He could have just framed it like that. Yeah. And then I and think,
1: I, and, and then I think, and then I think the Sixers would have, frankly, like I don't know, facilitated a trade sooner. Right. Like I, don't I know, think because because yeah. it's public. Like I don't know. Like you never had the guy from his own lips or on his own phone. Like I don't know. Even if like he started, like I don't know. Even if he deleted all the Sixers pictures from Instagram or like right. don't don't right. like no like there was no action from from the man himself to kind of speed the move up. And that's where I just, and this is where I feel like Ben Simmons in his next basketball life, dude. You just need to be more direct, man. Yeah, I just be know, direct. And, and and I don't know where, when that comes with therapy or just getting older, but dude, that is the life lesson I think Ben should get. It's like, dude, just 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 say what's on your mind, <laughs> please.
0: Yeah, and, and look, I mean, he's twenty five years old, and, and I don't want to excuse him because again, he's a grown man. I mean, yeah, like, no, oh.
1: no. See, see, this is where. I feel that like people are like, man, like I know mental health, but like you can have mental health if, health issues and still be accountable. That's all I ask. Yeah. Like I don't know, and and it's not like the Sixers didn't offer their services. He just declined them. Right.
0: That, it's, that's it's, yeah. where
1: like that's the mind like that's the, that was just the maddening part of just like the Clinton Yates and like the Mina Cards and just not knowing jack about the situation, saying, "Oh man, the Sixers just did them dirty." I'm like, "No, dummy." <laughs> he didn't, they, didn't, they didn't do him dirty. No, like this wasn't a situation of no one like this, the organization doing him dirty. It's just it's like just the, the the emotional toll of being an athlete that, frankly, like I don't know, didn't get it done due, due to a multiple a multitude of reasons. Right. Like I don't know. Like this is the culmination of that.
0: So let me again, I, let me ask you a question. Just kind of tangentially, this talking about everybody, all the media people who are kind of dumping on Philly fans. Why? Are, why do Philly fans get so hyped when, when something like this happens? Like, why don't no, we just I kind do. of just let it? Why don't we just let oh, no, it go?
1: Oh, oh no! Uh, oh no! Like, because Philly fans—they don't want to hear. It. We we don't want to hear it because I lump ourselves in. We sensitive man. We Ben Simmons. Why? We, ben Simmons. Why? Why?
0: Why? But why are we so sensitive? We like we know no. it's going to happen though, right?
1: No, no. I think that like it. None of like, frankly, it, it it's all like I don't know mental. Like I don't know like we are the Ben Simmons of fan base. Franklin freaking honest, like, I don't know, like, this is not, like, like, we, no, we have this, like, we have this complex, we, we've been bullied, like, I don't know, and like, like, some is very low-hanging fruit, like, I don't know, we're like, I don't know the Santa Claus stuff, but at some point, don't you need to just get over that? Yeah, so this
0: is what I'm saying, like, it's Philadelphia fans, like, if somebody's kind of taking shots at us, and we know it's not true, it's like, just let it go. It's like, man, you know what? You don't, like you just said, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't been following this team for five years. You haven't seen this team interact. Like you don't know anything. You're talking about the Sixers for one segment of one show once a week on ESPN. And you don't really know what's going on. Why do I care about what you think about me? Yeah, no, you... no, no,
1: no, but I think in the, mo- like, because I, I was disappointed in myself because I got offended because usually mm-hmm. I don't get offended by any of this, but <laughs> When I see people that, like, I don't know, have some clout, this isn't like, I don't know, a someone who said Cornwall brother calling Philly out. This is like people that are, like, supposedly, like, respected, like, I don't know, that that have clout. And people mm-hmm. take their opinion seriously. And for them to basically, like, I don't know, go for, like, the cheap, very, just, very, like, low-hanging fruit Philly joke or, like, I don't know. But, like, I just want you to just tell the whole story. I, I just want yeah. you to be fair. And this is an instance where they were not fair. And like, that's, I, like I, if that's all I ask for is just be fair. Like I don't know if if Philly deserves it. Like, it like, they might deserve all this. This insane, like I don't know, ripping March the eleventh after the next game. I don't know. <laughs> no, but yeah, like, yeah. Just be you no, know, just be fair and talking about this because it was. I feel like it was like I don't know reading Pigman and you got to like the last chapter and didn't know anything about the Pigman.
0: Oh man, hey, this is probably the first podcast that's brought up Pigman. Um, during a discussion about the uh, this, is, this, is very,
1: this is a very demographic century. This is this hits a certain demographic. It was like the Super Bowl halftime show. This hits a certain demographic.
0: <laughs> uh percent Um, speaking of certain demographics, a certain demographic understood the reference that Joel Embiid made when he posted the uh, the picture of the well-dressed man in the suit um back on February 10th when the trade went down. Um, of course, that was the the meme of the funeral, my biggest hater meme. That um, he was even asked about earlier this week with Scott Van Pelt. He just said it was a nice picture. Of course, Joel Embiid. I'm not going to cop to that. But of course, there's, there's animosity, of, like we said before, between Joel and Ben. Of course, there's animosity between newest sixer James Harden and his former teammates on the New York, Knick, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, a lot, and I mean, a lot of anonymous reports have come out over the past couple of days uh, from teammates to Nets executives kind of dumping on James Harden, basically ripping his professionalism saying he would show up late to games because uh, he was partying in, uh, in Las Vegas the night before, um, joining the team in Phoenix kind of late in Utah and all that good stuff. Um, you know, had issues with, you know, Duran and and, and uh, Kyrie Irving and things like that.
1: Who's a, um, a part-time player? Like, no, like, Who's a part-time this, player? See, this is where I don't know how Kyrie Irving being a part-time player and not and being 100% healthy, being a part-time player, isn't like the number one story everywhere because this is frankly insane. Like, I don't know. And, and like, I, he gets pressed like, and of course he just, his does his usual, like smart Alec Kyrie comment. Like, I don't know. Kyrie Irving is the reason for all this happening. Like, I don't know. Like, and like, for, maybe because we're immune to it because we, we saw a basketball player party his life away, like party and ball at the same time that like, mm-hmm. the, like I did not bother one bit about James Harden's personal uh Partying preferences. I don't. I don't care. I like. Seriously, like, I will only care if you stop dropping 25, 10, and ten. Until then, I don't. I. I literally have no space for that in my brain.
0: Yeah. No. I don't. Yeah. I don't care about this at all. Whatever. James Harden can do whatever he does, as long as he does what he says and gets Tobias Harris twenty points a night. Yeah. As long as he runs a nice pick and roll with J- Joel Embiid, which we think <gasps> will happen, and hopefully we'll see that immediately after the All Star break. And again, James Harden, of course, was held out. You know, through the the All Star break this weekend, uh, he did not pick up that option for for next year, uh, which was key, and we didn't know it at, at the time last week when the trade broke. But he says he'll do so in June. Of course, there's some now some reports that he won't immediately do it and may sign for less because if he does, the Sixers can clear up some cap space and possibly get a third star to pair with. This Harden's is why you, you
1: this is why you trade for James Harden. Before this, you don't have this. You don't have a guy that signed for less to get a third guy in. Like this is why I have no idea how people are saying the Sixers lost this trade. I have no idea. No.
0: Well, well, again, like you, you're trading the younger guy for the older guy. Like you're trading the guy who's making
1: who did who know. didn't suit up, who did not suit, did not put on his 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 game jersey because because I remember he wore the um he 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 wore the uh, sad face and the practice jersey.
0: I'm I'm just saying like I I can if 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 you want me to spin the trade in favor of the Nets I can do it if you want me to spin it in favor of the Sixers I can do it I mean you could do it a couple of different ways, that being said you know, you know taking off the rose colored glasses and kind of looking at it objectively I think the Sixers are in a better position because of this trade like largely because there's a ton of unknowns up in Brooklyn a lot more unknowns in Brooklyn I'll say yeah uh, than than there are here in Philadelphia. and
1: and I think I don't know just and this is nothing I've read. Well, maybe a paragraph. I feel for this run, and I don't know how long this run lasts. Maybe it lasts a year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get a very motivated James Harden. Are you going to get Michael Jordan killer level competitor? No, but I think you're going to get one of the better versions of Harden you've seen in a while. Because I, like, I know I feel like he's he's self aware enough to know that time's running. Like, like it it's look it's looked bad for him in the last couple years of him just kind of forcing his way from, like, team to team. And I think he wants to change that. Because, one, like, that's why, like, that's why the Ben thing just is, it just blows my mind because it's just anti-elite athlete everything. But, like, I don't know. James Harden's aware of the narrative. And I think he wants to change the, nar- the narrative on this. And, I mean, he has the tools to do it. You have – you're playing alongside the MVP candidate. And who knows at some point whether James Harden wants it to be his team or not. Blah, blah, blah. But now – as of right now, I feel like he's welling he's willing to play the Kobe's part of this relationship, which is good.
0: No, which is which is very good. I mean, you got your again, you got your two stars, you got your complimentary guys and Tobias Harris and, and Tyrese Maxey. That said, you still need to kind of fill out this bench because this bench is a little, little suspect, um, very suspect at times. Um, Daryl Morey said earlier this week that a buyout uh, candidate is quote imminent. Um I kind of look into the you know, the the possible market. Um, there's guys like Gary Harris, who probably should have been a sixer like seven times over by now. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder. I feel Loke. like
1: no, I feel yeah. like Gary Harris is almost deemed to be a sixer at this point because I feel he's like this the part of the Chris Weber Glenn Robinson all stars where you get like a guy that you really wanted just like ten years later.
0: Exactly. So,
1: <laughs> no, I feel no. Like people keep saying a big is the biggest, like I don't know, need. I make the difference. You still need it. You need like a, a creator, a semi-creator at least because I don't like regardless of whether you have Maxi Harden because I don't know and this is from a little bit of basketball I watch. I don't know if you can have Tobias Harris run a team by himself and it matter like in the playoffs like I don't like, I, like I've seen enough to say what because I don't know what offense you run with him. I don't.
0: Well, here's here's the thing and and I, I forget who it was. It might have been Kyle New, I think, and again, I can't speak for Doc Rivers, but I think the plan is to have two of the, your quote-unquote big four out on the court at all times. And you rotate, you kind of build your rotations around that. So Tobias, what is Tobias and Harden or Tobias and Maxi, or whatever, you got to have somebody else and Tobias Harris out on the court at all times. Because again, like you can't have the Tobias and, the, and your four bench guys like you had last year because that was disgusting. Like it just didn't work. So as long as you have Tobias out there with somebody else, I think that mitigates some of the issues you have with your bench. That being said, you need somebody else who can score with your bench unit. You, you just need it. Yeah. I think you can get away. I, I honestly, I, I mean, call me weird. I think you can get away with Millsap and Paul Reed as your backup centers. I think got, so. If you got to. No, I know, I, and and, yeah.
1: and, I, and I'm interested to see what Paul Reed looks like with Harden, because like I don't know, yeah. Reed is like the kind of dude that like hard like uh, that kind of thrives. Like, is Paul Reed going to get a lot of minutes with James Harden? No. No. But like I don't know, in, in the three or four minutes that he's there, he can catch some lob. He yeah. can like I don't know, run with Harden in transition. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like and no, because people just have Greg Monroe PTSD. It's like not every big, not every big guy situation is Greg Monroe burning the house down. Like I, yeah. I, and I think that that's a, that's all I've asked for from a backup situation it, it, at all times is don't let the house burn down when you're in. Yeah. And I yeah. think with the combination of no sap and b-ball paul i think they're gonna be fine will they thrive absolutely not no. i'm more concerned about like i don't know the ball handling well like i don't know the secondary ball handling. because that because i've seen enough where i think the shake at the bias them handling the ball too much is going to be very problematic in the playoffs.
0: yeah like you have to figure out again you have to mitigate any you know any minutes without both harden and maxi on the court like if both of those dudes are off the court then you gotta like it's gotta be no more than like five minutes a game but you gotta figure out all right those dudes aren't aren't on the court can you count on shake to give you five competent minutes can you count on because there are just frankly a lot
1: of guys on this team that i don't see being playoff like i don't know like playoff caliber like i don't know like i don't i honestly i have no idea about george in the playoffs like i don't know like I have I have no idea if he if he can guard his position. He sure can't get a shot off against a regular four. Is Corkmass? He, he's the same old Corkmass. Like I don't yeah. know, Shake. Like I like these are the guys that like I don't know. You don't win championships with, frankly. You win championships off the vet playoff guys, the buyout guys, the Dragic's, like, like the, it's like the Thompsons of the world. Like I don't know right. that have been through playoff series that know their role. So I'm not gonna say it's like end all be all to get a solid buyout guy but it sure would help
0: no I mean like in the party I mean, look in the playoffs like you know you guys know everybody listening knows I mean like you really go eight or nine deep like you need a backup point guard a backup wing and a backup big you just got to figure and, and, out who and, those and, dudes and, are
1: and and, and veteran yeah. backup like I, right. this is what I think people don't like Tyrese Max is almost like in a very like an anomaly you don't win yeah. big with like play, second year third year guys you win with with 10-year-old, like, 10-year vets. Like, I don't know. Like, dudes, I, like, why do you think guys like Shane Batty survived for all these years? Because they were yeah. just – because for the five minutes they were in, the coach can trust them. And I think that's where – I don't think th- – there are a couple guys on this that are playing in the rotation now that I don't know if you can trust for five minutes in a playoff series.
0: Yeah, no, like, I like, like Moss is one of those guys. Maybe may Niang, but, again, like, you can't, like, rely on them. Like, you can't play Isaiah Joe at all. I mean, certain guys just can't play, uh, but again, this buyout market could be intriguing. Again, Robin Lopez, if he moves you, Derek Favors, Mike Muscala could come back for tour number two. Um, yeah, no, like if I if, if if I had my druthers, I'd probably go for a, a, a guard slash wing player. Um, DJ Augustine for like the third. Yeah, DJ time. Augustine. Yeah, like that's that's the kind of guy you know, Dennis Schroeder, again, if he moves you, like that's the kind of guy I think that that you probably yeah. want um, for that for that buyout. All right, let's talk let's talk some football now because it's the Super Bowl. We just had a Super Bowl six days ago. Super Bowl 56, not a very good game, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to lie to ourselves. This is not a very good game, not a very entertaining game. Won't go in the top 50, top of 20 of Super Bowls of all time, but had a very intriguing ending. Rams winning 23-20 um, thanks to a late drive by one Matthew Stafford and thanks to two huge plays near the end of the game by one Aaron Donald, who many thought should have been the MVP, but Cooper Cup ended up taking home the award. A Cooper Cup, two TDs in the game, including the game winner, over the man who got cooked, applesauce himself, Eli Apple. <laughs> um, OBJ thought he was gonna. It looked like he was gonna be MVP, but he t- he scored the winning touch, uh, uh, first touchdown of the game towards ACL. Then the game got a little weird, got a little slow. and Then scary hours came for the Rams when the Bengals went up twenty to thirteen early in the third quarter. When was- uh,
1: oh when uh, oh when T Higgins grabbed Jalen Ramsey's face mess. This is what I can't get about people complaining about the, the officiating if t doesn't
0: grab jalen ramsey's face back the game's over over I, I, <laughs> I, I i'm telling you right now when the when the bengals went up 20 to 13 i literally went on DraftKings and i put a bet on the rams i'm like the, the, the bengals you only did. scoring. yeah like the bengals only scoring because of, oh, it's like 10 bucks like the bengals only scoring because there's fluky stuff i mean like at yeah. some point the rams will score a touchdown even though that offense looked disgusting without without odell beckham yeah. for like two and a half quarters um no, but like the like the Bengals just didn't do enough to win and Joe Burrow got getting sacked. I'm like, all right, at some point, like the Rams will do enough to win sometimes, this game.
1: Sometimes you just need to just not look too far, not too deep. You see the Bengals offensive line, it's booty. It's trash. Versus that, no, versus the defensive line. Like you have, prof, you have two professional pass rushers and like, no, like, I, I like, that's it. I, I thought that, like, I don't know, did I think that Joe Burrow would be, like, under siege for his life? No. I didn't think he would get sacked like, every three points. But I thought that, that, I mean, you can't run offense when when your quarterback gets sacked, like, like six, seven times. Like, yeah, right, I think yeah. that's what I think just bogged the game down big time was just bad offensive line play from running the ball from both teams. Like, I don't know, both yeah. offenses sucked until the end of the game. And, no, I have to ask. I think we've seen the Stafford play multiple times and it gets more impressive every time. Is this more impressive than the Eli Manning throw to Mario Manning? Hit?
0: Oh, God, no. Stop. No, stop it. Stop. 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 It's Everybody no, stop. It was stop. a no-look pass. I it, don't care. I don't care. No, 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 no. We are not going to disrespect Eli Manning and his Super Bowl prowess because Eli Manning has two of the best Super Bowl players of all time. We don't even talk about them. We don't talk about the the Manningham stuff like enough, really. No. To be honest with you,
1: no, because it, in my mind, I think the the in terms of the margin for error, no, 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 no. I, then I'd be selling to Tyree throws. <laughs> like he literally had a guy hanging on his shoulder, and somehow, you know, man, he's not the biggest dude in the world. He's not. Big. No, he's like, tall, he but he's shrugs, not. Yeah. He shrugs him off, and then throws like I don't know, and then Tyree just makes like arguably like the greatest catch ever. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, you pinned it against his helmet. No, no, no. I yeah, we're not, we're not, yeah, we're not doing
0: that. What? We're not doing it that. It
1: was a very good throw. <laughs> Kudos to Matt Stafford for, like, yes. I don't know, like, I don't know. Like, like I don't know. Just already, like, I mean, you're immortalized now, man. Like, I don't know. You you didn't play the, the role of, like, no-neck Peyton Manning. Like, I don't know. Correct. You, like, you weren't tricked. You won the through. game. Yes, you won the game.
0: You won so, the game, and your team was your hand. Like, you won the game. Yes,
1: Kudos. congratulations, man. Tricked that in 1942. Yep. You got me hungover for a while. So, no, like – like, and one, and I think we were just – I think the football public was spoiled because the playoffs were so good that, like, I don't even think it was a bad Super Bowl. I think it was a mid-Super Bowl.
0: It was mid, but but you're right. Like, the playoffs, every single playoff – well, I'll say the last seven playoff games. So, the divisional round, the NFC title game – the uh, NFC and AFC title games and the Super Bowl, all seven all seven games are decided by six points or less. I mean, we got really That's good. We, we got close football, entertaining, yeah. engaging football. It wasn't they weren't all, weren't all great games, but we got some pretty close matchups between talented teams. Um, so again, like next season should be pretty again. And supreme. I hope
1: that people can just please, pl- please, just unless you're just trying to be a troll, the NFL will never die. They had 112 million people watch this mid-ass game, and may, and maybe 40 million people wanted to watch. The greatest halftime show. I don't care if they sung like 30 seconds of a <laughs> song, it was still the greatest. Debate your mother or your father or your uncle. It was it, it like, no, like, I don't know. And I think people need to realize this is like people were joking about like the Gen Xers. Like, I don't know. They're like, dude, Gen X is like the main demographic of the NFL. I don't Correct. know what. Like, I like, the, like people keep saying, oh, the, like, the NFL is like trying to like just bring, like, I don't know, like be more inclusive. And they ain't. They just try to make as much damn money as possible, and you know how they make the much most money as possible. They bring in the acts that that their fans will like the most. That's cool. that 38 to 45 or 50 Rage. We're like I don't know that we're listening to, to the Chronic in their like Nissan Altima. No, well, like I, I mean like that like the Gen X is the target demographic for most things. I right? like I don't think that's a surprise, but it it, it appears like I don't know people are like oh like why. Are, why are they getting these old geezers? I was like, because these old geezers make like, because everyone who watched, most people watch NFL listen to these old geezers.
0: Dr. Dre has made one album in the last 20 years. Like <laughs> one, like a singular album since 2001. Well, no, no, no. We yeah, had two albums. Oh, I forgot the aftermath one. Two albums <laughs> in the last 20 years. All right. But when Dr. Dre was announced as being one of the headlines for the Super Bowl, people got excited. Snoop. Hasn't made an album worth a darn in years. But again, that
1: being said, that being said, I I was after after the performance, I was compelled to listen to some of the Back on Death Row album. It is good. He is not talking. He is not talking. He is not singing every song about weed. And he has a song with Nas and Hit Boy. That's great. No, I I mean like this is like like nostalgia. I think someone said nostalgia. You can nostalgia makes you a lot of money. And if and if you do it right, and I think the NFL did it right, like I, I mean, were were you gonna get the were you gonna get like every song you wanted to hear? No, there's 14 it's, minutes. I counted exactly. because, because yeah, I watched four, the performance like eight times already.
0: Yeah, it's, it's 14 minutes. You're not gonna get what you want again. You actually got a pretty decent like amount of time for Mary J. Blige, but you got Mary J. You got 50 Cent. You got Kendrick. If for those for anybody who was in high school or in college between the years of like 1995 and 2004. Like that was for you. Like that wasn't for you. And again, these are the people who now are in the working world, who have money, who yeah, have disposable income, and all that other stuff. Like this was for you. That's why you said biggest all Super Bowl audience of all time, 112.3 million viewers. I think the most watched halftime show of all time. I don't know the numbers on that. I'm not going to say the million best
1: people. 50, 50 million, million people, people. Since Thursday have like since Sunday have watched this crummy show on you this this video on YouTube. 50. I watched
0: it. I watched that it. Is- it and I, and I and I went back and I watched a few of the old the of the older halftime shows. I'm not gonna sit here today and say this is the greatest one of all time, but it's up there. It's definitely up there. I'll I'll, I'll put it like that. So kudos to the Jay-Z for, for making that happen.
1: No, um, no, but, but, but by the way, like because yeah. like, I think they they passed the colors and say, okay, you can do a hip hop show and a lot of people will watch. So what is next? Like, can you get a Bob? Bob Kraft's best friend and friends. Like, can you get a Jay and tell him to get? It? Like, can you do an East Coast version of what of what uh, LA did?
0: So, I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is not. You're not going to get it next year. I think they are okay. going to save that for Vegas. I think they are going to save that for Vegas in two years. I don't know. If, I don't know if Jay wants to pull a hammer out, you know, in Phoenix. No offense to Phoenix, but I mean, like, the Super Bowl in Vegas is going to be a massive event.
1: No, right? no. But this is why you because. Man, you, you see the parties, you see the NFL lies, like, outside. How in the world did a Minneapolis-Minnesota get a Super Bowl? I mean, it was a great Super Bowl, but I mean, like, how can you have a real Super Bowl when you have to wear a Canada goose jacket?
0: I don't think I. I think the the NFL tries to throw these cold weather cities a bone just so that it's not in the same five spots. Like to me, the Super Bowl should be in the same six cities all the time. Just rotate those cities, but every now and then you got to throw Detroit in there. You got to throw Indianapolis in there or, or Minneapolis in there, just so people can. You know, it's like all right, we're not we're not completely shutting you guys out, even though they should. You don't have a. Dog. All I
1: know is man, yeah. like I need to see like I don't know when like they do their their Vegas like like I don't know tourism buzzer. What does their budget look like for like the 2024 year to say, yo, man, we going to make X, like, blank hundred million dollars in this, like, four, in this six day window? Because I don't know if there's ever been an event in Vegas this big. Like, and, no, 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 like, no,
0: there, no there, there hasn't been. There hasn't been. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, there's no, there's no a singular sporting event bigger than the Super Bowl. And, like, the Super Bowl in Las Vegas is going to take whatever biggest Super Bowl there's ever been and just explode that by a factor of like three or four Like this isn't gonna be massive it's gonna be insane they have two more years to kind of build up the infrastructure and build to it it's gonna be absolutely nuts um but no it, it's yeah i think jay saves that i think you get a kind of more like a poppy kind of yeah. kind of uh thing next year like and, i don't and, know if, uh, like i
1: don't know if like taylor Swift's ever done it like i know like like throw the swifties a bone. like or yeah, not yeah, yeah. like no because i'm not aware of popular music maybe you could do harry maybe styles not. or something like yeah. no but like no, but like once again I think thankfully, like I don't know, the NFL has proven you can you can do a predominantly hip hop performance and people eat it up because like this is where I think a lot of leagues have gotten it wrong is trying to sell to an older audience. And the NFL's like, No, we're not doing that anymore. We're gonna have Method Man as one of our narrators, we're gonna have two chances as our narrator because these are the people that consume our product. Like and exactly. like that's where I think I mean, look at baseball. They're a great badass. Uh, no, yeah. like, but they're hell-bent on trying to cater to these, to this, frankly, this fickle 55 and o- or 50 and over, the boomers, where they're just like, because they're not a consistent enough audience where they're feeding money to you. Like, you, you see, like, I don't know who are going to these NFL games. It's like the 30 to 45 crew. Yeah,
0: no, like this is like this is your target market. Like this is again, this is you know better than the, no offense to the older acts, but again, if you want to you know appeal to football fans, you don't you know bring in the Paul McCartney's and the U2s and the Aerosmiths and the Madonnas, you know like like that you did before. You just don't. So, anyhow, kudos to W uh, the NFL. Uh, I was a little, I don't want I don't know what the right word is. The Rock promo before the game was a little weird. Like it, it, was was, un, it was, it was really unnecessary.
1: No, no it, no, it was like 50 in the halftime show. It was unnecessary, but you got some good content out of it because there was the like there was no reason 50 was the, there. 50 provided nothing but good memes. That's it. Like I don't know, like, 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 because when you think about the legends, and like I, I think you bring in Kendrick because he's like a current guy, but yeah. like I'm sorry, like I don't know, 50 ain't on the level of a Dre Snoop Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I will push back by saying. That when in the club was hot, and you know, I got to tell you, when in the club was hot, it was hot. So I mean, no, when, when you talk like, about nostalgia, over
1: time, but over time, I think Fifty has not his music has not aged well. Like no, I don't know that like, that song I, has. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know, <laughs> but 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 then you just get because frankly, Fifty Cent earns a lot of like his trolling because he he's kind of a jerk. So like I don't know, I was mm-hmm. I was happy to see him get like I don't know like clowned on the internet. No, but like I don't know. I just feel like you could have used that minute to do something else. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm here again, for I'm here for fifty. But once again, it's being picky. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like it was a like if I had to give it a grade, I'd give it a B plus. Oh,
0: well, I might even give it an A minus. I mean, it was a really like there was no problem. There was no problem with the show, like you said. Like the only problem was that it was 14 minutes. But again, they're all 14 to 12 minutes, so it's whatever. Like it's a Super Bowl halftime. It's only a certain amount of time you have, and they were able to get everybody get their shine in, you know, in that in that run. Uh, we have like four minutes left, and we do want to talk about the, again, the size of move in the world of professional wrestling. Again, this is not, we're not going to Tony Khan this. We understand what the forbidden door means. This is not a forbidden door thing because Cody Rhodes is a free agent. He ain't got no contract, he ain't being paid. He could just show up at WWE at any time. And this now, is he going to show deal. up
1: of America's 1995 in the Lex Luger fit.
0: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> is, i wouldn't, post- I wouldn't hate. This, that. Who I, wouldn't hate I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that. Uh, no, but no, do you yeah. save
1: this? Do you save this for an international stage, or do you save it for a television stage?
0: I save this. I'm telling you, I save this for night two of WrestleMania. Like I got saved oh, so, so you
1: don't even have Cody Russell?
0: No, 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 no. I just haven't come out. I just haven't come out and and set up set up an angle. I don't know what the angle is. I don't have him wrestle. I don't have anything. Like he shows up like Ed showed up at the Rumble. Or he showed up like I'm trying to think of the, the weirdo debuts. they do. I don't even know. But you know, like you don't even know it's going I mean unless you're like a like a, in like in the dirt sheets like us. You you don't even know this is gonna happen until the music hits.
1: No they, that, no no but does Vince man have enough restraint to hold himself to it, probably not one like i don't know there's a couple months still mania like i like or, or like i think six weeks like so i don't Kinda know like, of, if if vince mcmahon has the restraint to do this. so no, no like vince needs
0: to sell two two nights worth of tickets see he doesn't have yeah. a restraint no he doesn't <laughs> but he should is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so no, I'm not, I think, I, yeah
1: no but yeah. i think this is this is the first affection because all you hear about is like A.W., blah, 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 like, the greatest place on earth, da, da, da. Like, what if your co-creators just booted after, what, three years? Three years. So, and, I, and, I mean, yeah. like, and of course, just sell off that Broken Skull session, baby, because you're gonna get like, I don't know, like, like, Steve and Cody just shooting the breeze over some Steve Wisers like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, say, come on, come on, come on, damn it. That
0: was terrible. That was terrible. That that was awful. But again, part of the reason, according to reports, part of the reason that Cody Rhodes is leaving AEW is because of lack of of a hand in the booking process, which again, you know, it's fine. AEW, the booking is a little bit different than WWE, which they basically just tell you what to do every single time. No, but but
1: I guess, but like you have less creative control in WWE, I think. Right.
0: You have less creative control in WWE, but again, and this is is why I wanted to kind of talk about this on, on the show. We only have a few seconds, but WWE, you have a lot of more time to tell stories. Again, yeah. AEW, you have your two-hour dynamite and you have your one-hour uh, rampage, and that's it. I mean, ain't nobody watching this stuff on YouTube or whatever no, else.
1: This is what I will say: the storytelling in AEW sucks. It's not good. Like it's I mean, don't it, know, it, it's very, it, it's very focused on the wrestling, which is great. But for me, like, and I and. We're lifers. We've like I like to be entertained. Like right. I don't know. Well, you know how they joke. We want to be sports entertained. I want to be sports entertained. See, seeing Sami Zayn get like I don't know, sh- like it's prodded by like. It was funny. Yeah. I don't know. Like I find it funny. Like when Rick Boogs does stuff, I find it funny. Is he a good wrestler? No. Right.
0: Yeah. And he, like entertain me for three hours, and it doesn't have to be two hours of wrestling. Like that's all like I'm asking for. If I watch it, no. A I feel like and- I,
1: I feel like. AEW will end up being just a rich man's version of NXT, which is fine.
0: Which is fine. Which is fine. Which is fine. But again, like, if you're if you're Cody Rhodes, and if you're, if you're AEW, I'll say this. If you're AEW and you're trying to compete head-to-head with WWE and sign their stars and build your own stars, it's a lot harder to build your own stars with three hours a week as opposed to five. It is. Technically, and I think, technically and, six and, and if you want to count NXT or seven.
1: And I think, Cody, I feel like, he has he feels like he has a bigger calling like i don't know i don't think you're ever going to be a megastar in aew like 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 it's iconish like i don't know you ain't going to do peacemaker off of like i don't know aew but with with all the just the outlets that wwe has like they have so many connections it's crazy to just make like i don't know you ain't got cricket wireless pro like endorsements from AEW dudes (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, you no, you don't. You definitely have more of a chance to kind of you know do things. And again, Cody, you know, Cody's has he has his own TV show. Um, his wife Brandy has her own YouTube show. They have other other things they want to do outside of wrestling. So this is probably a better avenue for them. But we'll see what happens, you know, in the next few weeks and months, because again, it's a really, really big story um in the world of professional wrestling. I'm sure we'll talk about it more um, in the coming weeks to months here, weeks and months here on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, on the Broad Street Line. Follow us on Twitter. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS Line. Until next week, we're out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please.
1: Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys.